All right, we have been talking about, we are full of it. How many of you are full of it in here? Yeah. No, I mean, how many of you are really full of it? Yeah. Full of the Spirit of God, right? Yes. Full of the Spirit of God. A lot of Christians are full of a lot of other things, but we are full of the Spirit of God. <laughs> hey, man, Christianity, you know, out there, American Christianity is just, we're just, we're just out there doing stuff that don't mean anything. I saw somebody, somebody yesterday or this morning that had Beauty and the Beast at their church. Guys, that's just dumb. I don't care how much it entertains the kids. I, that's just dumb. Don't look at me like that. You know I'm telling the truth. Well, yeah, Mark, but we got to have fun sometimes. The church is not here just to out, go out and have fun. I, you know, get out there and meet some people. Churches, churches for you to gather the people around you that will support you and that will love you through everything that you're going through. I am not going to bring beauty and the beast here and you're never going to see Santa here and you're never going to see the Easter Bunny here. But I will wear Gina's glasses. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, 1 through 6. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, 1 through 6. We, gotta, we, need to, we need to do a little bit of summarization here this morning of where we are, who we are. Guys, we are here. We are here to make a difference. We're not here just to be here, just to say you went to church. I put something on Facebook yesterday, and Ethan, I sent it to you this morning because I'm going to have you bring the picture up here in just a minute because I stirred so many things up in so many people, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. So if you didn't like it, I really don't care. So let's go. Romans 5, 1 through 6. This is written to a bunch of people. This is written to a bunch of new Christians, and they're trying to get out of religion. They're trying to get out of the old ways of thinking into the new way of knowing, of understanding who they are in Christ because they're trying to get out of that old religious style that they were in in the old covenant way of, of thinking into this new way of knowing that, man, God is love and then that love is, is, is brought out through you and, and you, don't, you don't criticize people because they're not living like you, Right? Okay, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. Isn't that good? We have peace with God because of what Jesus, look at this, has already done. If you're waiting for God to do something for you, you might as well stop now because it's already been done. It's time for us to have faith in knowing that what has already been done is everything that we need right now. Amen. Right now. Any problem that you have in life right now, God has already got solved for you. You just have to receive it. You have to accept it. Well, Mark, I've been going to church all my life and nothing's really happened. <laughs> Sometimes we can go to church all our life and never listen. Never listen to what's being said. Sometimes we can go to the wrong church all our life and nothing's ever been said. Amen. All right, let me say that again. Now I, I won't. <laughs> you know, we got to make sure we're going to the right place that's for us and not necessarily for somebody else. Why do you think there are so many churches in this community? Don't answer that. 
Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where now we stand. You have, you cannot earn what God has given you. You you simply cannot earn God's love. I don't care what you do. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good of a person you are. There are a lot of good people in hell right now. Just because you're good is not the reason why you're going to heaven. Come on, let that soak in just for a minute. Back up there a little bit. I forgot what I was saying. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently... How many of you are confident in who you are? Come on, be truthful with me now. There's six of you. How many of you are confident? I mean, just everything I do, I'm confident in knowing that God is with me. Everything, every place I go, even when I have problems in my finances, I know God is still with me. God is with me everywhere I go. You're confident in that. Well, how many of you are, because you're confident, you are joyfully. I don't care where you work. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what kind of clothes you wear. I don't care if you can buy a full tank of gas every day or an eighth of a tank every day. You joyfully say, I am confident in knowing who I am. Man, this is who I am. And the thing about it is, is nothing can change me. Nothing can take that away from me. It can try. The world can try. The devil can try. Your, your family can try. Your work, your work can try. Anybody can try. But the Bible says nobody can separate you. Right. Nothing. Nobody, nothing, nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. I say no nothing. No nothing can separate me from God's love. Ethan, you got my picture. All right, everybody tell me what you think of your pastor now. Some of you are looking at me like, is he really smoking now? Some of you are looking at me like, is this for real? I want to know what you're thinking about your pastor now. Anybody want to say anything? In love? Huh? You still love me? Okay. He, he, huh? Not a, good look. not a good look for me. <laughs> you like my glasses? <laughs> Cause somebody else to stumble? What about Paul? Look what, he did. what did he do? Who's saying that? Okay. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. I mean, look what he did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Turned out pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Wrote half the, or almost two thirds of the New Testament. Is that right? Yeah. Anybody else? Machine gun preacher. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you think. 
Well, just, just for, your, for your sake, I have never smoked a cigarette in my life. <laughs> but that doesn't make me any holier than anybody that has. Now, it's true that you're going you're gonna to put pastors in a whole different category than everybody else. This is what the world does. But do you realize that this thing that I have in my mouth right here is not any different than any other sin in the world? <laughs> According to, the, according to the word of God. It's not any different than anything else. Why do we categorize this different than something else? Do you guys realize, somebody just said it, do you, do you realize that I struggle with my own vices? Everybody in here, there's not one person that's not struggling with something. Now this may not be mine, but this is something that does make a difference. And I told Carrie this morning, I said, Carrie, the thing that hurt me the most when I put this on my post is I can't get any of the people that I went to church with 20 years ago to comment on anything that I say. Because I left that group and they won't talk to me anymore. Well, it may be, but it still, it still is, I can still let it hurt me because I still want to be their friend. But because of religion, they have shunned me. They probably really don't think I'm a true pastor or preacher or anything else. Guys, that's hate. That's religion. That's not God. It's not God. But here in America, we have this, we have this, this um, ideal of, or this idea of we categorize certain sins that are that are more than others that are that are that are bigger than others now let me say this there are some sin there are some things that you can do with your body that will hurt you more than other things will but we like to categorize if you saw a pastor smoking a cigarette you're going to categorize him somewhere somehow and that's not what that's not what we're here for folks right right, right. So, even though I don't smoke cigarettes, don't categorize, don't categorize me because I may. <laughs> you know I won't, but listen, we don't need to be categorizing people because they're not living like we think they need to live. Man. The thing that cost me the most ever since we moved in this building was I said. Everybody that goes to this church, we need to understand that we need to be servers and givers. I lost 10 people in 30 days. After that was over. We need to be servers and we need to be givers. We don't need to be those who, who categorize people, who, who put, put people in one area and then another people in another area. We need to be servers and givers. I don't care if it's giving $2, $200, $2,000. God does not categorize you in the amount of money that you're giving in the plates. See, we need to start sowing and reaping, guys. When you start sowing and reaping in the areas that you're so supposed to be sowing and reaping is when things begin to happen. Amen. Things begin to happen. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that if I was a smoking machine gun preacher 
that God would categorize me any different. So it's just the people out there? It's just born-again people, you think? Huh? Really? Did you say they were worst? See, I don't want any of that coming out of here. Don't you go out there. Don't you be categorizing anybody. We have homosexuals in this church. We have smokers in this church. We have drinkers in this church. We have people that even even more talk about people behind other people's back in this church. Why? Because we all are human. And we do things that we shouldn't do, that we hurt other people. Guys, we need to be growing. You see, that's the whole part of... I know this is hard, man. I'm, so, I'm up here sweating. This is hard to understand that we need to be growing. That's what church is about. I'm, I will not entertain you. And some of the things will not make you happy that I say... But I guarantee you, if you're going to come here, you're going to grow. You may, be, you may grow kicking and screaming, but you'll grow. We'll all grow together. So now, let's end today. Let's go to Romans 6. This is where, this is where we're going to be for a little while. So let's go ahead and get in this. Romans 6. Take my picture off there, Ethan. They've had enough. <laughs> Don't leave it as the background. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we just finished we just finished part of Romans 5, so we ought to be able to get right in this and we say well then. Everybody say well then. That sounds like an oaky slang word, doesn't it? Well then. Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Well, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in? Everybody say, I have died to sin. Okay, so if we died to sin, then the old, the old saying that I'm a sinner saved by grace is not true. Don't you be saying that. You're not a sinner anymore. Yeah, but you don't know. You're not a sinner anymore. According to God, you are not a sinner anymore. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No. I love that song. It's a, it's a, it's a gospel song. Yeah. Well, hi there, Summer. It's a gospel song, but guys, it's not true. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You once were a sinner, and now you have been saved by grace. So no longer are we called a sinner. Yeah, but you know, you don't know what I do because because can 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 believers sin every day? As a human being, do we? Two or three of us in this room, all of us do every day. Something happens. You think something. You do something, guys. We can sin in this in this body in this unrenewed thinking. We can think sin. And boy, thinking sin, sometimes we just go right towards it. But, well, we just better read on, shouldn't we? Okay, let's go on. Or, have you forgotten that when we were joined by Christ Jesus in baptism, we were joined, we joined him in his death. All right, let's stop right there for a minute. Two words, two key words in that. Baptism, just leave that up there for a minute. Baptism, death. Baptism and death. We've got to understand what those two words mean before we can go on with this. 
Baptism is not talking about water baptism. Now, a lot of times in a lot of churches, they, they tell you, if you're not water baptized, you're not saved. That is also an untruth. Water baptism is the, is the outward thing that you want to show the world, this is what has happened to me on the inside. Guys, that would be a works issue. If you had to get water baptized, you would have to do something to get saved. Now, don't be, don't, you know, if this is being recorded, don't be sending this to some of your friends that are out there in the church to tell them they have to get baptized because they're going to get mad at me. And they're not going to be here to listen to this whole thing. You understand what I'm saying? If they get one little piece of it, they're going to get mad. You just need to listen, okay? This is not talking about water baptism. Water baptism, as a matter of fact, the word baptism was not even in the original Word of God. It was a Greek word called baptizo. I think that's how you say it. Am I, is anybody say, am I saying that right? You rhyme people. Am I saying that right? Okay, none of you know. Okay, I'm sending you back for your fourth year. Which means to be sprinkled. Which means to be submersed. That means completely covered. That means to be completely covered over. Now let's read that again. Or have you forgotten that we were once joined with Christ Jesus in complete submersion? Woo, you guys ought to be going, woo, I've been completely, woo. But you guys are looking at me like, so? Woo, we've been completely submersed. When you are born again, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you are completely submersed. Into God's family. Baptism right here is submersed into God's family. Amen. How many of you are born again in here? How many of you know for, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt, then you have been what? Submerged. Completely submersed. You've been completely covered over. You are drowned in God's love. And then the Bible goes on to say, Paul goes on to say, nothing can separate me from that. I've been submerged so we joined with them in his death. What is death? This word death means separation. This word death does not mean it's over. This word death does not mean you're dead, you're not here anymore. Death means separation. How many of you realize that you, because of the submersion, you have been completely separated from sin? Two key words. You have been submersed and you have been separated. Let's go on and finish here. We're at three. Ooh, we got a ways to go. For we died and were buried with Christ by submersion. And just as Christ was raised from the separation by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Let's go on. Since we have been united with Him in that separation of sin, right? We will also be raised to what? Life, Life as he is, or as, as he was already. We know that our old sinful selves was crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. No longer. When you were born again, God no longer can see you as a sinner. Amen. 
He no longer sees you as that old sinner that's saved by my grace. Every time that person sins, they're going to have to go back. They're going to have to, they're going to have to go back and, and ask for forgiveness every time. Guys, that is the biggest bunch of malarkey. Do you realize that, you're, that you have already been forgiven for your past, your present, and your future sin? Yeah, but what happens if I sin tomorrow and I die in a, in a plane crash or a car crash and I forgot to ask for my sins to be forgiven? What am I going to do? You don't have to do nothing. God's already forgiven you. Guys, if we had to put up with that, we'd all be in trouble. Because sometimes we sin and we don't even know it. Uh, some of you didn't realize that? Sometimes we sin and we don't even know we did it. And God's already said, man, as far as the east is from the west, I can't remember. I can't. What, what are you talking about? Every time somebody goes and God, would you forgive me for that sin? He said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I've already forgiven you for that. Why are you wasting time on that? Why are you wasting time feeling sorry for yourself? I think a lot of Christians just waste time just feeling sorry for themselves. All right, let's go on. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Man, I've been set free. Set free. And since we died with Christ, we know we also live with Him. You guys getting this? We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead... And he will never die again. All right, here it goes, guys. Death no longer has any power over him. Watch this now. When he died, he died once. How many times? Once. He don't have to die over and over for your sin. He's already done it. Amen. He doesn't have to die anymore, right? He doesn't have to be separated anymore, right? When he died, he died once to break the power of sin, but now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So, guess what? You, everybody say me. me. So you also should consider yourselves. Paul's saying, consider yourselves. Right now, consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. He only died once. You will only have to die once to sin, folks. Sin no longer has power over you. Sin, let me, let me, you're, you're listening to me, right? You're listening to the Word of God. You're, you're looking at the Word of God up here. Sin no longer has authority over you. Has no power over you. Has nothing on you because you have already been separated. Yes, you will make mistakes in life. There is no doubt to God that you're going to make mistakes in your life as a human being. You are human. But you, because of what you have already, what God has already done for you, and you have received it, you have already been completely separated from sin. I am no longer a slave to sin. Sin don't live here no more. Sin don't live here no more. No more. I am no longer a slave to something that I used to be. I am a person. I, I am a brand new person. Yeah, but people think I'm a rascal. It doesn't matter what other people think about you. It doesn't matter what other people think about you. You're living for God now. 
Just as Jesus is living for, for God, so are you for the glory of God. You are living to glorify God. Think about that for a minute. You're living to glorify God. Man, come on, let that soak in here for a minute. You guys are looking at me like, yeah, yeah. So, guys, we are glorifying God every day. God, Jesus looks at us and says, man, that's my child. That's my child. They're no longer a slave to sin. Sin no longer dwells over them. They are not a sinner saved by grace. They're living in my grace. That's who we are. Come on, give Lord a shout. He only had to die once. He has completely separated me from my sin. I am completely separated. I am dead to sin. Sin doesn't live here no more. Doesn't mean in my temporary old decaying body I won't make mistakes. What it means is God no longer sees me as a sinner. Even though His grace covers me every day. I don't have to go find His forgiveness every time I sin. His forgiveness is already all over me. I just have to receive it. Come on, stand up with me. Let's just receive that forgiveness right now. Let's put our hands up in the air in total surrender. Father, we just thank you right now. Father, we surrender to you right now. Father, we know who we are. Father, as we go through this and we read your word and we, and we see who we are, we don't, we don't just see who we are. We know who we are. Father, we thank you that we have been freed from sin. Father, we thank you that we are the righteousness of God in Christ through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Isn't God good? All the time. And every time you go out of this room, you understand you are living to glorify God. Everything you do. Don't get on social media and say, I hate my job. Because God gave you that job. Don't you go to another coworker and say, I can't stand my wife. Because God gave you that wife. God gave you that husband. <laughs> Man, just think everything that I have, God has given to me. Everything that you have, God has given to you. We just got to be grateful people, amen? You ready to get out of here like we always get out of here? I mean, you're ready to say it and say, man, this is who I am. Are you confident in knowing this is who you are? Okay, are you guys ready to say it? Repeat after me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. All right, I want to, nope, nope. Let's start all over. I want these hands up in the air like this. I saw three of them. Come on. I want the fist, I want the fist pump this morning. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a brand new creation in Him. I am a brand new creation in Him. I have now approached the presence of God. With no condemnation of sin. Now I have the mind of Christ. Point to your big doggy. What belongs to him? Belongs to 